When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. Well, hello, badgers everywhere. Welcome along to another edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast, the live version of it as we record the England Against India daily podcast going through this series and what a series it's turning out to be and what a test match at the Oval it's turning out to be. And as always, I am joined by my fan badgers, Knuckle Pandey. We've got Naman Shah and we've got Rito Maitra as well. So we've got a little bit of everything. Knuckle's a neutral, Naman's an Indian fan, Rito is an English fan. Knuckle, this test match is superbly poised, isn't it, going into day three? The pitch looks like it's getting a little bit easier for batting. We've got all of the Indian wickets left. They still trail by a little bit, but it's set up beautifully for the weekend. It is, yeah. There was a bit of a worry that the ball would... Uh, not a worry, but you know, the ball dominating the bat is quite a nice thing and a fun thing to see in Test cricket. But there was a fear that this might game might just completely run away with with itself, and you know, it would be very, very difficult for the run scoring. But that didn't prove to be the case. Um, Ollie Pope, I think, batted really well for most of his innings. Really fluent off front and back foot, played Jadeja well, played everything that the Indian seamers had uh, to throw at him pretty well. Um, was only got a little bit tentative towards the end, which cost him his wicket. And there was there were contributions from the rest, but uh, it's. Um, it's a hard one to read, to be honest, um, because 290, 100 ahead, England would probably be happy enough with that, but from 60 for five, but then perhaps not having bowled India out for 190, and then perhaps not from they could have pushed on to 150 had there been a little bit more from the from the from the lower lower middle order. And India mostly bowled well or bowled very well in patches, but then let the game slip at times. And it, it's a tough one to read. Um, and then batting that drop catch aside looked pretty easy uh, towards the end of end of the day. I mean, India will certainly be emotionally the happier, but I don't know if you can say that either team is favourites at this stage. Rita, how do you see it as an English fan? You, you're looking at England. They go into day three. I think it leaves about 50 
26 runs still, but all of the Indian wickets still intact. Um, it's beautifully set up, as Knuckles just said, but it's, it's, a, it's a tough one to read, isn't it? England are ahead, but obviously going to have to bat last. If you look at this morning, England were in trouble at 65. Then there was the partnership between Ollie Pope and Johnny Burster. And some of the shots that the England boys got out to was just terrible. And I'm not even going to talk about Moin Ali on this podcast. That was... Uh, Terrible, terrible shot. So England will rule their opportunity. Probably the pitch was at, at his best today. They could have easily had 150 lead. They let slip of that. Uh, Chris Fawkes coming back into the team, he has played a superb knock. Uh, late in the innings, that fifth day runs is going to be crucial. Um, again, the, there's going to be a problem with England. The slip catching, Rory Burns dropped a fairly simple catch. He, could, he didn't even see it. If England had taken at least two wickets by the end of the day, then you could have said that England would have been the far happier side, but now it's even Stevens. I think the Oval's really bad ground to actually see the ball slip. I was listening to Mark Butcher on the commentary today and he was saying, and he's obviously played there in county cricket and in test cricket, and he was saying that you play in county cricket and there's a smattering of crowds. You play a test match and it's full and that makes a real difference in terms of how you can pick the ball at Rito. So it, that does kind of mitigate Rory Burns to some degree, but England haven't been fantastic in the field, have they? No, they haven't. They have already dropped five catches in this match. So whether that's due to the crowd being there or uh, anything, but it's not only at the Oval, but they have been poor in, with, uh, with catching at all grounds. So they have to work it out. If they want to be the best team in the world, they have to take every opportunity because opportunities don't come easily. Now, man, you're always upbeat. You. You're always thinking India are ahead, even if they're 500 runs behind. But you must be quite happy with today, bowling England out with a, you know, a deficit of, it could have been more, couldn't it? Let's be honest, India, England could have been more ruthless today. Um, and obviously to get through to close all with all 10 wickets intact, India will go to bed tonight being reasonably happy with life. Yes, very much. And I feel Thakur, the innings he had played uh, last night brought that uh, uh, unity and the aggression which this uh, team was missing, the energy. Uh, so overall, I felt that that uh, gave momentum to the bowlers as well and picking two wickets uh, overall last night itself. And along with Joe Root, uh, so... I felt uh, somewhere picking Joe Root, uh, you directly minus 100, 150 runs over there from the overall total of England. A brilliant performance uh, by the bowlers and I felt that pitch became better and better from second innings onwards. Not to take credit from Pope, he's a local guy, you know, he knows this uh, pitch and the ground uh, uh, very nicely. So he has played some brilliant knock, uh, brilliant shots today. But overall, I felt India would be way much happy uh, with only 100 runs lead uh, because the pitch gets better for uh, batting on the third and the fourth day and it turns a lot uh, from both day onwards. So overall, I feel if uh, Rohit and Rahul just sticks over there and completes this lead uh, I feel it should be a good uh, challenge for the Indian batsmen and as well and they would uh, feel it good to play on this uh, weekend and uh, post a total rather than batting in the fourth innings. It's an opportunity as well Naman isn't it for that number three, four, five, six in the order um, which has been shuffled around a little bit with Jadeja being promoted in the first innings to actually get a good time at the crease because it should be decent for batting tomorrow and it's a chance for the likes of Pajara, the likes of Kohli, the likes of Rahani to actually post a proper score. Oh yes, absolutely. Anyone punt, uh, not to forget him too. This uh, this is the best opportunity and uh, one could ever get and uh, the pitch is behaving, it is batting friendly. So no excuses from now on. Uh, like to be honest, uh, I feel that out of form word is a bit exaggerated. I feel that this is a clear 
technical error because to be honest this is their third tour and if you will see the pattern you just cannot get out every time you come over here and in the same pattern and get out in this slips uh, so they are far too mature and uh, great players and they have uh, played too many test matches so they also love challenges so it's up to them and it's a brilliant day uh, tomorrow it's going to be uh, very challenging and it will a whole india will feel happy if both uh, especially ran and pujara bats Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, get on there now. Nakul Moanali, um, you are the founding member of his fan club. I know you think he's uh, amazing. He played really nicely, I felt, today. He looked in complete control of his his innings, but his wicket did lead to a little bit of uh, a tumble, and it was the wrong choice of shot at the time, wasn't it? And it's a case, I think, sometimes with Moanali. He's got so many strings to his bow, he's not quite sure which one to pluck at a certain time. I mean, he's a very good attacking player of spin. I mean, in you know, I know it's white ball cricket, but he has the best strike rate in the world against against spin in 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 T Twenty cricket. And he's a he is a very good player down the ground or over the leg side. He went he picked completely the wrong shot to play to that uh, to that ball. You know, being aggressive is is fine as it goes. And Pope and Besto were aggressive in their in their innings. Wokes was aggressive in his his innings, but you got you know it was a very low percentage shot, uh, and uh, he and he perished, and it looked. It looked horrible. Um, he, he completely lost his lost his shape. Uh, he had batted really nicely up until up until that point, and we don't know how valuable these thirty fives from him and thirty sevens from Bairstow uh, are going to be. We don't, and until the until the end of the of the Test match, uh, um, Moen had looked really comfortably. A couple of beautiful shots through the offside. We know how good he is through the covers off uh, off the back foot in particular, but it, it was a horrible looking shot. There's no doubt about that, um, and and a little bit of a gift for. for Jadeja, as was Ollie Robinson's, whose shot was even worse, but won't get talked about as much because it just doesn't when it's a lower order batter. That was an even worse shot from from Robinson, who is a very solid player. And had he hung around longer with Wokes, which he's well capable of, with that 150 lead, maybe not 150, but certainly a bigger lead might have been possible. And also a not as long a time for India to bat to, tonight. Um, you know, it's a very great difference between batting for an hour and batting for half an hour or 20 minutes in a test match towards the end of the day. It's a game of fine margins, Knuckle, isn't it? I mean, the Ollie Robinson one, if that had you know, disappeared over mid-wicket for six, he would have been... On the on the way and a hero. If Mo and Ali had executed his shot, you know, if if if. But it's about shot selection. It's about when to choose your opportunity and when, and obviously to execute it properly when you do, isn't it? And as you you mentioned there, percentages play the percentages. It's a long test match, five days potentially. You've got a long time to bat if you want to. Um, and throwing your wicket away like that isn't the cleverest of plays, is it? 
I forget how long it is. It, you you do the thing that got the biggest chance of of succeeding in the in the circumstances, and the ball was turning a little bit out of the footmarks for Jadeja. Nothing extravagant. Uh, Jadeja was bowling in defensive manner. The new ball wasn't very far away. Uh, India were just trying to get through that period really with Parkour and 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 Jadeja and Robinson played a shot that he didn't have much chance of connecting with and that I don't think I've ever seen him play <laughs> that slog sweep. Moen Ali does go down the ground well and does pick up the spinners down the ground well and I'm sure would have backed himself. He probably should have been playing that straight uh, back over the bowler's head, which is a shot he he plays well. Uh, you know, intent, whatever, in, in mentality, he picked a wrong shot. You know, he picked a low percentage but shot. The, but I always think back to Ben Stokes's reverse slog sweep or whatever into the Western Terrace at, uh, at Headingley in his in his Ashes um, triumph. He, he said afterwards he'd never played that shot before and suddenly it came into his head and he, and he played it. That's Ben Stokes in the form of his life in a very unusual <laughs> situation where he had to do all the run scoring. He was batting with, with Jack Leach, you know, a good tail ender, but probably would have uh, would have succumbed to the to the bowling at the other end. That was a completely freakish set of circumstances. Ollie Robinson and Moeen Ali weren't batting with with a blocker tail ender. I don't like this reflexive criticism of players getting out in Test cricket every time they play an attacking stroke. Arguably, at least there was there was more upside to to Moeen's. I don't know about Robinson because I think it was just the chances of him middling it were so low. Seemingly judging by the shape he got into, at least if Moeen Ali had middled better, it would have gone for four or six. Ollie Pope, who had batted really well and had uh, really worried India with when he was batting with Bairstow in particular uh, in that in that session, that sort of first hour uh, or that second hour rather uh, of the morning session, where India suddenly didn't know where to bowl for for a little while and the, the runs were coming incredibly freely, but got in a very tentative fashion off a ball that you know you're playing a sort of pokey defensive shot outside off stump to a ball that's not going to hit the stumps you know maybe you're getting a single you know if you time it really well you're getting four but it, he didn't look like he was going to time it that well and gave Shadow Tarkur who undone a lot of the good work he'd done with the bat with the with the ball <laughs> in that fourth seamer role hadn't played that role effectively uh, up until then a, a bonus wicket and again that could that could have cost England 40 runs or so Shale manji has been on uh, as always one of our regulars is uh, old Shale um, the pitch is flattening out he says openers set India could score big tomorrow he's, he's wondering what kind of score India will be looking to defend to uh, get uh, in the absence of Ashwin obviously the spinner not there in uh, the fourth innings for India. He says that Shadal Takur and Siraj conceded a lot of runs. Pressure was on when it was 60 for five. So all good points there from Shell. B31 Villa says it's very much in the balance still. India definitely won the last session today. And uh, Harry... It's Harry from the podcasts. I can never pronounce his full name, but we'll call him Harry. Moving day tomorrow, as they say, always about day three. Um, all good points there. But let's get back into the um, play today, Rito. Chris Wokes... I mean, wow. He comes in, hasn't played for a, for a year, comes back into a test side. He gets four wickets with the ball in the first innings. He scores a 50 with the bat and takes India down towards the end of that innings, didn't he, with some terrific shots there and, and built that lead up to nearly 100. That was a, it's been a terrific test match for Chris Wokes so far. It has been a fantastic test match, comeback test match for Chris Wokes. That's why they call him the wizard. He is as close as Ben Stokes in England as an all-rounder. Who, who, calls him the, who calls him the wizard, Rita? Let's get this straight. Who calls him the wizard? George DeBell. <laughs> well, you can, you, you can tell you what George says with a pinch of salt. We'll call, we'll, we'll call him Wokesy on here. <laughs> yeah, he's as close as Ben Stokes in England as a test cricketer, really. He 
the uh, the control he provided with the ball in the hand while taking four wickets. He could have had a fifer had Root taken that catch of Kohli. He should have had a fifer, but still the 50, crucial 50 that he made was just glorious batting with, with Jimmy Anderson. He did all the scoring. Jimmy scored just a single and he added crucial later on the runs. Yeah, 55 runs for the final wicket there. Yeah, as, as um, Knuckles says, who knows how important every single run of this test match might be. It might come down right to the wire. I think when you say they, Rita, when they call him, it needs to be more than one person to be a they. If it's only George, then it's it's, it's he, I think. Now, man, um, I mean, you, you obviously supporting India, but we, we on both sides of the fence, we can look at the, the strengths of the other side. And for Chris Wokes to come out of the wilderness and out of a yeah, pretty horrendous year for him away from the test team and come back in doing what he's done has been pretty impressive, isn't it? Yes, brilliant. And more than that, the calmness he's bringing, he did not uh, look that he was rested or he was out. He was not playing. He was not part of uh, India's tour, I guess. Uh, from Sri Lanka onwards, he went back home. But he, he was not at all looking scratchy. Uh, he... It was a go-to bowler for uh, Root in the first innings. Even we were not feeling the presence of Anderson. It was all about walks in the first innings and uh, uh, that brought about a bit uh, uh, relaxation on Anderson's mind as well. But uh, uh, he's an asset, uh, to be honest, for England. And as uh, Rito rightly mentioned, that uh, after uh, Stokes, he's the one who provides that balance and that cushion that uh, Root uh, needs, especially in uh, red ball cricket. So, just brilliant. And uh, he was uh, like making it look so easy with the kind of shots he had uh, played against the likes of Bumrah. It was just uh, nice to watch as an Indian fan as well. Nakul, um, the word nice there from from Naman, but he's known as the nicest bloke in cricket, isn't he? He might be known as the wizard by George DeBell, but he's generally known as the nicest bloke in cricket. And it's good to see the good guys can triumph. I think this England team is pretty likeable by and large. Uh, there's a lot of very likeable characters in there. Joe Root, I think, is very likeable and certainly well-respected guy. Moeen Ali and, and, as you say, Chris Wokes as well. I think uh, not all of them, but uh, but uh, some of them. Hasi Bamid as well has got a great... Got yeah, a great if, if you've not been mentioned on that list from Knuckle, then you can consider yourself not nice. <laughs> uh, looking up and down the list. <laughs> I don't know much about Ollie Pope, um, but uh, but and, and no, no, it's not an exhaustive list. But but yeah, he and he batted superbly. I mean that that cover drive to get off the mark was an absolute scorcher of a shot. I was on commentary at the in fact, no, I think it was I was off mic at the time and you know threw my hands back and actually applauded. Actually sitting here in the studio, applauded that cover drive. Uh, and he's got this slightly odd technique now where he's slightly backing away to a little bit and uh, and giving himself room, but he times it so sweetly through the uh, through the offside he again looked a little bit suspect on the short ball when he was trying to uh, when he was trying to hook we've seen pat cummins work him over a few times uh, both in australia and in england and a little bit surprised india didn't do that for a little bit longer at the start of the series but he, he's such a sweet timer of the ball and and he was he was a joy to uh, to watch and it's just a shame for england that someone couldn't stick with him more i mean he's, he's the player of the match so far with bat and ball and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Ollie Pope, we mentioned there, we talked before the test match about um, was it going to be Dan Lawrence, was it going to be Ollie Pope that came into that middle order? You'd have to say, and I, I was all for Dan Lawrence. Who knows what Dan Lawrence would have done if he'd been picked. But on the basis that Ollie Pope played so nicely, they made the right call. He's got a terrific record 
at the Oval. Mark Butch kept banging on today about the fact that he's uh, averaging around about 100, I think, uh, in the, in South London. But played beautifully today. And this is the only Pope I want to see because when he plays like that, he looks like a real test cricketer. He, he really does. And he's he's scored some tests. I mean, he scored a, uh, not 100, but a decent score in New Zealand uh, early on, I think in his first series, or not his second series back, his first series back, rather, uh, where he was really restrictive and restricted himself, South Africa a little bit as well. But he was fluent today. Uh, uh, really, with everything he he tried to do, uh, he was so busy, and uh, he was hitting good balls for for singles and ones and twos, batting in a very Joe Root like manner in a in a way, including his uh, his fluency uh, backward of square. But he was uh, on the offside, but he was scoring all around the wicket and lovely on drives uh, uh, on probably the only pitch so far this series where you can uh, drive the ball down the ground with any kind of confidence, uh, and he was an absolute delight to to watch. You know, people talk about. People were saying, I heard the word a few times on the Sky commentary when I was off mic, um, you know, investing in Ollie Pope. And I think, to quote Michael Atherton, you'll get good dividends from from that. There is a player in there for sure. I mean, how you balance the team when Ben Stokes comes back is another question. Um, and, yeah. you know, Ollie Pope would probably, uh, over the next few years, want to be looking to move up the order. Uh, but I think for the moment, five or six and, and let him settle in uh, very nicely in a similar manner to how Ian Bell was allowed to settle into the England team in in that role. And you've got a, you've got a player who... Uh, who, who's got some some promise? I mean, he's got some things to work on. We saw how he was troubled, really, uh, you know, ripped apart and sewn back together, facing backwards and inside out by Ashwin in in India, and and was discombobulated against New Zealand earlier this year. Uh, so he's got some issues to uh, to work on for sure. He's not the complete article, but there's a there's a very good player in there, and he's a he was delightful today. Well, no wonder he's been injured if he's been um, sewn back together again. Um, <laughs> the uh, so Ollie Pope. I've watched him for quite some time now. Um, I think I saw his first century against Yorkshire for Surrey. Um, and he's looked the real deal all the way through. His first class record is absolutely brilliant. I've been frustrated by him recently because I think he's he's been a bit frenetic at the start of the innings and he's been out for nice 22s rather than gone on to make the opposition pay. But today he kept his foot down. He was he was tremendous. Yeah, he was tremendous. We have heard about his record in first class cricket at his home ground. And he has taken a leaf out of Joe Root's batting. He has just changed his guard a bit. He has moved on to the legs thump a bit. And that has paid rich dividends for him. He will feel he missed out on a well-deserved 100 by 20 runs. He should have got there. But still, it's a nice comeback 80 for him and should really take him to the ashes later in the year. I could not see them going without him, to be honest, But uh, even if he had a poor run. Um, now, man, let's look at India's performance in the field today. The bowlers, I mean, Bumrad does what Bumrad does. And actually, Dava's been very good in this test match as well. Um, if there is a criticism, I mean, Nakul kind of hinted at it earlier. Charles Takur looked a little bit toothless with the ball at times and often relieved the pressure in the same way that people have talked about Sam Curran giving India a kind of foothold. Charles Takur, I thought, did that today. Yes, uh, not only him, also Siraj, I feel the length, if you will see the overall last three test matches, uh, we ended up bowling a bit too full compared to the last three matches. We tend to do things which England were doing to us. Uh, the bowling was too much full deliveries and if you will see the shots which Pope has played towards long on and long off, those were just straight and uh, straight drives. So overall, they bowled quite full deliveries which uh, did not trouble England uh, batsmen at all and it was just uh, runs were on the flurry. They were scoring so quickly and all around the ground, it was just uh, straight and the cover drives. So I feel they just missed the length. Uh, I, and I also won't doubt them or uh, like uh, blame them. Uh, maybe this would have been the strategy because they have been short of the length and uh, the 
England batsmen are trying to play a lot of backward shots towards cover point and so they tried something different but overall uh, after the first session uh, to be honest the pitch become uh, became very much uh, batting friendly it was not quite helping also uh, so yes it tends to happen and uh, bowlers try to uh, do things too much uh, to get the batsmen out so overall uh, Yes, a bit uh, disappointing, but overall, I won't blame the bowlers. They have done a good job to restrict England to 290. You're not going to um, strip Shardle of his lordship then, just yet? No, no, no. I just uh, enjoyed that innings and the energy. I love that kind of uh, fire he brings into the team. Uh, this is why I always feel that every test match, especially when you are playing away from home, a fresh face should bring it, uh, should be brought in in every test match because a home team is quite good uh, to read your 11 players every time. So, they see what happened when Umesh Yadav came. Uh, so, they were not prepared for so much of pace. So, uh, also Pope came in for England and all of a sudden the result is different. So, every time and uh, new players being brought in, it's uh, just different contest altogether. Naman, we've done niceness in the England side. Whenever I've seen an Indian player interviewed, I mean, a lot of my favourite players are in that Indian team. They always come out. I mean, D- Dinesh Kartik did some really nice pieces um, for the TV before he went home, but I saw, saw Shadal Takur getting um, interviewed yesterday. He comes across as a really nice fella. The the Indian contingent over here in the squad seem to be good blokes too. Yes, yes, 100%, but it's all about give and take relationship. If you will be ugly, a bad mouth, you will be getting that in return. And uh, it's like, uh, see, to be honest, when you are in business on the ground uh, playing that match, Kohli uh, uh, and team, especially this young and brutal team you saw in Australia as well, uh, they won't leave any chance. And this is only going to hurt the home team. Uh, but overall, off the ground, they are just completely different players and uh, they are too friendly. And yes, you have seen in IPS, IPL as well. But on the ground, they are just, uh, you can say, Enemies would be a huge word, but uh, they won't uh, let an inch go away. Nakul, if you're a Jinky Rahani and you've been told in the dressing room that you're going to be replaced at number five by Jadeja, that's a little bit of a kick in the teeth, isn't it? A little bit, and I don't think it will happen in the second innings, to be, to be honest. I think the, the point might have been made. The, the promotion didn't work. This is only the third time Jadeja's batted in the top five in, in test cricket. And look, you know, small sample size, but he is... I think very capable of batting six or seven in, in most teams around the world. I don't see that he's a top five batter, certainly. You know, Jinko Dahane is not scoring that many runs. I think he, again, I think he looked okay in the first innings. I think he was moving quite nicely and, and didn't look as tentative or as frantic as he uh, as he has been uh, at times early in, in his innings. I, I look, it, it looks a very different picture for Jinko Dahane if he comes in with the score 200 for three uh, rather than coming in at... What was it? 39 for three. He or 30, yeah. 69 for four, rather, he came in. Slightly different pressures. Yeah, it's a different It's a different game. Um, although, Rihane, the cliche about him is that he scores better uh, under pressure. But but he is going through a slightly weird period at the moment where he's been frenetic and he's finding some strange ways to get out and is and is not looking like a like the player that he has been over the last few years. I, I don't know that I would have been shocked for him to be left out in, in this test match, but I do think that the the overwhelming consensus that he must be dropped and that he's suddenly a terrible player or whatever is, or that he's done in, in test cricket is is uh, many, many steps too, too far. But really, well, I mean... I mean knee, knees have been jerking everywhere, haven't they, in this series? And But Ashutosh has been in touch on the uh, on the messages and he's saying, um, was Jadeja being sent in ahead of, Ritai, uh, uh, of Rahani a, a suggestion that uh, Rahani is on his way out, as you've just said. Is he going to be retiring? No, if that were the 
if you don't have any faith in him, don't play him and play someone else. Hanabu uh, Vihari or Suyu Kamar Yadav or, you know, it, or, or, you know, play an extra bowler. But I don't think that would have happened. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think we need to read anything more into it other than that it was a, a slightly funky change, probably a left hand right hand thing that didn't work. Uh, I haven't actually heard because I don't think Virat Kohli's been asked yet by any of the press uh, whether he uh, he's not been up before the press yet. I'm sure we'll find out at the end of the test match uh, why, although given that his explanation for not picking Ushwin was left-handers when Ushwin has more wickets against left-handers than anyone else in test history, an average of 19, I'm not sure Virat Kohli's stated answer will help us very much either. I think it's just one of those things, to be honest, and I don't think it will happen in the second innings. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. Let's step away for, for a second from what is a fantastic test match. It's a fantastic series and I can't wait for tomorrow and beyond. But Jarvo 69. I mean, honestly, the bloke turns up in the, uh, 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 was it Laws the first time? The, the, the first test match? And he he, um, he runs on and pretends to be batting. He then rocks up at Headingley and runs out there. And then today as well, what the, A, what are the security people doing? B, anybody laughing at him and thinking it's hilarious, need to get their heads fixed. And C, he needs to be thrown in prison and never let anywhere near a sporting occasion, doesn't he, Knuckle? <laughs> I'm interested to see how carceral you've gone so quickly. Uh, Java <laughs> was quite funny the first time. Uh, you know, he was sort of standing around slightly bemused looking and so hello you're you're Rohit Sharma and, and all of this and all of this stuff um but it, it has got tires I mean certain once I found out that he was a you know a self-styled prankster uh who who basically does this for uh for clicks and engagement and and, and all of this stuff it you know he's human clickbait uh Jarvo and I think he, he got uh, Daniel Jarvis sorry let's not go by his self-appointed nickname uh, we understand he's been arrested uh, tonight on suspicion of assault presumably for colliding with Johnny Bairstow you know he's being held at a South London police station I always like that sort of non-specific way of reporting these things it, it's classic I mean I think it's I don't think you're allowed to say which police station they're being held at so it's it's very much a legal thing but I, I quite like that phrasing uh, as though people are going to go around every police station in South London trying to find out uh, where where he is but yeah it, it it was it was sort of funny the first time, a bit boring the second time, and, and now really very boring. And I understand that the crowd mostly booed. Yeah, I was going to say that they they got a pretty bad reception today. It was the first time I really was thinking it was it was funny. I won't read out Shale's suggestion for Jarvo's next prank because I'll just give him ideas, Shale, if he's watching from his cell. Um, we bet we better not do that. But Rito, it does get a bit tiresome, doesn't it? And the hit he gave Johnny Bairstow, he actually hit him with a little bit of force there, running in running in after his sort of bowling action, and Bairstow. He's quite a chunky, solid fellow. He's, he's, he's fairly... I wouldn't want to fight Johnny Bairstow. I don't know about you, Rito, but I wouldn't want to fight him. Yeah, there's the picture of Merv Hughes taking up a streaker in one of the grounds in, in Gather, probably, I think. That's what Johnny Bairstow should have done, but with his COVID rules, he couldn't. And he, Ajavo has just outdone himself. It was funny the first time, but since then, it has been just boring, irritating, and frustrating. And I'm just happy that he has been arrested. And why didn't the ECB just ban him from all the grounds in England? Uh, that's beyond me. Yeah, Yorkshire Cricket did the right thing last test match by banning him for all his life. Up and uh, and uh, headingly, but why didn't the ECB take any step? That's beyond me. I've actually looked at his YouTube channel just out of interest to see if he actually gets in rewatching, and he gets quite significant numbers, which is where Knuckles' point about him actually turning this into a bit of a revenue stream um, comes into play. And it's not just cricket that he's he's gone to; he's he's been to other other sporting events as well. I'm not trying to suggest everybody goes and looks at his YouTube channel because that kind of defeats the object. So don't please do that. But he he's he, he gets around 
down a little bit. And now, man, from from India, how how are, how are people in India seeing Javo? Because I'm sure people over there are talking a little bit about him. Feeling is pretty much similar as Nakul rightly mentioned that first time it was it looked funny. Okay, it's uh, done like, but uh, again and again it's happening. Uh, we feel it's like annoying. And just imagine something like this happening in India. Uh, you will see Joe Biden speaking about this uh, right now in USA. So it's uh, like uh, that that way, and it's really annoying. And uh, what worries me is like where is the security? And secondly, with this COVID impact right now, and what if he is detected right now with COVID? What uh, what happens to everyone? And what about this test match? It's uh, such a wonderful series, and uh, all are like uh, uh, in bio bubble. It's such a crucial situation, and uh, we are we as fans are getting so much to watch and. Uh, Kudos to whole cricket fraternity, all everything they are doing for their security, for their health and everything. And just a small mistake uh, can impact so much of things. So uh, it's like uh, bad from uh, like security personnel. So they should have stopped. Uh, it's like any Tom, Dick and Harry can uh, just walk on the onto the park and just shake hands and come back. And what they'll do is just spend one day in jail and uh, maybe uh, see, in, uh, see you again in Manchester. So I feel this should be stopped and a lesson should be taught and make a huge statement like uh, this is not going to be entertained uh, in sport. Rita, you it's coming? Yeah, James, if you remember during the Pakistan T20 series even, and all the three T20 streakers just got inside, so the ECB just needs to look into these things, why they're getting in, how they're what the security people are doing. And even in during the 100, in the initial games, there were strictness getting in in every game. So the ECB must do a review of the security personnel. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not just in England, though. Is it? I mean, I've, I've seen test matches in India where people have gone out to the middle in India as well. So it happens at sporting occasions all over the place. But Nakul, is it, to me, it's a little bit more sinister than this. I mean, Jarvo is just a bit of a mindless idiot, I think. But... We've seen Monica Selish and the injury that she sustained when a fan came out behind her when she was playing tennis. That there is a potential for something horrible to happen. I well, I mean, that, that guy wasn't a fan; he was a stalker. Let's let's let's, let's call her. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, I'm not sure. Jar- I'm not sure. Jarvo is particularly a cricket fan, though. Really, is he? Sure, but he's not a he's not an obsessive stalker uh, in 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 that sense. But uh, you know, the intent and and whatever is very is very different. I mean, there's a few things. You know, I don't think the stewards in England are not paid well. Let's be honest. They they don't. They are not under that much. They've not got that much motivation to to put themselves out there for their for their employers. They're on zero hours contracts and, and all of this stuff, and out and it's all outsourced. And well, before, before, I, before you get on to your next point, I used to work on. On the turnstiles at Groomsby Town back a long time ago um, just to make a few quid and see the game for nothing and we used to I it kind of got promoted around the ground I ended up on the away fans because that was a little bit more on, uh, onerous and the uh, I think Sheffield United turned up one day and they all started rattling my cage um, calling me all the names and uh, basically started ju- to jump over my turnstile and, and go in for nothing I turned around to look for the stewards and they <laughs> legged it a long time ago they just le- left them to it so you're, you're right stewards aren't paid in hardly anything They've got no power. They've got no authority. They've got no training. It's like people working in a bank during a bank robbery. The bank's insured. They're not getting paid. You know, they putting themselves out there for nothing. Uh, And there aren't enough of them to to make a material difference if someone, you know, if, for example, what happens at Wembley during the European Championship final, you know, this is taking a huge jump because that's nothing like one person running onto the pitch. Uh, but 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 yeah, I, I don't really understand how that person, who is not exactly trying to hide himself, was not immediately banned from every cricket ground in England uh, after the after the first time he did it. We know with the entering the field of play carries a heavy fine, and you're banned from that ground. Um, maybe now it's you're banned from every. Uh, cricket match in England for uh, for for life, and yes, we've seen we saw a streaker at Lords as well as as well as 
uh, as this guy. We saw, um, you know, we had the the drunk students in Birmingham. You, people will say, you know, it is very true. You used to get pitch invaders, mass pitch invasions at the end of games all the time. Every World Cup final up until 1999, even. Mm-hmm. Or I think of Lara breaking the world record in Antigua both times. Um, even into the early 2000s in England, you would sometimes see uh, mass pitch invasions at the end. And you see at the end of football matches, sometimes, you know, a team's got promoted or something. That's not, but that's A, not the same. Um, you know, the spontaneous thing of a mass kind of everyone running on and jumping around and being a bit happy and confused. And now I've got here, what am I doing here type of thing? Or I remember being at the Emirates watching the, FA Cup final on a stream uh, you know it was live streamed back to the ground and a bunch of people came on and think oh, I'm, I'm here I'm, I'm here and started doing knee slides on the turf and all of that that that's but the, the culture is is has changed and and things have changed and you uh, this guy doing it for profit let's, let's call it what it is he's doing this for profit and he's making the game about himself and everyone's tired of it frankly um, I don't know that he'll actually be. I know he's been charged. Oh, I don't know. If he, I don't know if he'll be charged with anything. It can't. We can't know that legally. He's been arrested on suspicion of assault. Is all we know. Hopefully, we never see him again, and we don't have to talk about him anymore. There's probably a book in this somewhere, isn't there? The kind of the and, he's, and he's going to write it, and it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to write it. It'll be on YouTube. And um, the um, it, but the the way it's kind of progressed because people started running on the streakers with adverts on their back, didn't they, for betting companies and what have you? Um, because they get paid by the um the company that was the advert was for and that would pay the fine and give them a little bit of profit and then the fines went up a little bit maybe they need to look at at something to try and stop these things happening let's finish off though gentlemen today by getting back to the important stuff the cricket day three at uh, the oval tomorrow india starting 56 runs behind all 10 wickets left rito who wins the fourth test match well what's the result going to be the draw still there well England will win it they, but they need to get early wickets tomorrow morning because the switch is flattening out and the Indian openers they have been in good form although Rahul hasn't scored a lot of runs lately still if England can get quick wickets two or three wickets in the first hour then the Indian middle order who are not in great form it's game on for England and they won't they don't want to chase more than 200 on the pitch that's a one vote for England I reckon it might be one all after after I ask Naman Naman uh, yes uh, to be honest and uh, see apart from what target India is setting I always feel that even 150 runs is difficult to chase in the fourth innings come what may because uh, uh, batsmen are so much in pressure and uh, it's red ball cricket at the end of the day so uh, yes, uh, because India is not going to bat in the fourth innings and I have seen the stats and also the as per the records on the ground and how the pitch behaves, spinners are having a lot to do in the fourth innings. So, I feel Jadeja is uh, going to spin the web. Maybe Rohit Sharma, you will get to see him bowl too. But uh, I feel it's advantage India if they bat really nicely, at least for two sessions tomorrow, uh, 200, 250 should uh, do good to them. I think if you see Rohit Sharma bowling, then India are in trouble. Um Shake Sh- 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 uh, as mentioning that the weather, he's seen a weather report that doesn't look great for day five. I've actually just during the during the show checked the weather reports that I look at and it actually looks fine for day five. So I'm not quite sure what you're looking at there, Shah. I think we'll be okay for the weather if we even get to day five. Um, Knuckle, we've had one apiece for India, England. You're our neutral badger today. Are you going to go for the draw and just even things up? No, I'm not. I think there's too much time left in the game for it to be a, uh, a draw. Um, and as I understand, the weather is going to be pretty much the same as it has been the first two days with some bits of sun and bits of cloud over the course of the rest of the test match. I just don't see it being a draw. I mean, the I think the 
they'll be just about enough of the pitch. And I think India are in a stronger position uh, uh, at this stage, which, which seems odd to say when they, you know, they're still 56 behind. But I think there are there are more ways for, for India to uh, to to win this game, and then they're kind of controlling the pace of the game, bowling in the uh, bowling forth on this on on this pitch. England did make the most of uh, uh, more or less of uh, of the aggressive choice of winning the toss and bowling first, but. India have done just about enough to keep themselves in the game and it looks like it's easier to bat. It may get easier to bat again tomorrow. Day three is often a decent batting day. And then I don't want to go selection again. You know, I think certainly if Ashwin were playing, uh, I think you would I'd probably be a little bit more confident in this, but I, I go to, for example, Jadeja took seven wickets in the match the last time he played at the Oval, uh, four in the first and, and three in the second, albeit somewhat expensively in that in that second innings when Cook and Root piled on all of those runs. Uh, so he has some, some decent memories here, and the ball is turning a little bit, which can be all all that you uh, need. I think Siraj bowled pretty well in his second spell and third spell. Uh, I think there's enough there that uh, India can can set England 200, 220, 250, something like that, uh, and, and really be sort of more in command of the game so I'm going to go just about for an Indian win it's too close for me to even call it Um, I think the draw is probably out the equation as Knuckles says but 56 runs might not sound like a lot but if uh, England get two or three early wickets tomorrow then all of a sudden um, it puts pressure on India their middle order has been suspect and it could go any which way but if Rohit and KL um, even build the score, add another 100, and they're suddenly all, all of a sudden 50 for one effectively in this match, then India are pretty much in control. So any, anything could really happen, couldn't one, it? One more factor, Virat Kohli looked really good in the first innings. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's gone from the struggling Virat to the um, the more free-flowing Virat, hasn't he? The slightly ominous Virat Kohli. You have to think there's a big score coming and, you know, why not in the second innings? It's going to be very, very interesting. Of course, we'll be back every single day on the Cricket Badger podcast. The England against India test match dailies and uh, we'll obviously be back tomorrow to review day three, hopefully without any pitch invasions as well to talk about. And we'll just talk about cricket tomorrow, I hope. But it's been a terrific test match. Thank you to Knuckle, to Rito and to Naman for joining me today. I'll be back with different fan badges tomorrow as we review day three. I'll see you then. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.